pencil party Portana, too. Man. Get down, get down. How you doing? Oh, doing well, man. Yourself? Oh, man, it's been a busy day. I finally got that video done. Published it like 10 minutes ago. Nah, I've been waiting uh, for that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm still waiting for it to go on to Facebook like Henry Ramos page. Um, Sarah's putting putting her little ones down and and she will be right on top of that. She she had church this evening, so just run a little behind. Hopefully, um, everything's going okay with uh, with JD. So the more people yeah. get on, I'll make that announcement. So I just saw that you were on, and I was like, well, right I, I get on with stands on, huh? He might be following a yellow brick road right now. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. No. So, I wonder what's going on with that. Do you know what the name of the hurricane's called? I didn't even know it was happening until you said something. Yeah. I don't catch the news. Okay, here's something that's 29 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it's hitting the coast right now. Like right just north of Tampa where he said it would be. Looks like we'll get some live reporting then. Well, maybe. Yeah, when I talked to him this afternoon, he was a little worried they wouldn't be able to make it on the call. And typically he's he's real punctual. What do the uh the phones go down or is he like hightailing it out of there? Why wouldn't he be able to make it? Oh, just, you know, I mean, if it's just storming so bad that he couldn't hear or talk or, oh. you know, if the cell phone service goes down, power goes out, you know, any number of things. So he said that <laughs> with the hurricane earlier this year, so he was going to hang out in his truck because a hurricane earlier this year kind of came, like brought a tree down on his trailer. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So he was moving his trailer around on his property when I was talking to him earlier. Yeah, I got a, I got a guy that lives uh, an hour or so outside of Davenport. Hey, look, there's JD. Awesome. Glad to see you yeah. out here, brother. So we'll see if his microphone pops up here in a minute. Hey, Rudy Stranger, JD, yo. Hey, JD, you, you all right, buddy? Uh, yeah, I'm doing all right. I actually went to a uh, uh, motel room and uh, kind of tightened up tightened up the ship and just kind of hanging out in a room now. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah. Are you, yeah. Hey, JD, yeah. Are, you, are, you in, are you in Tampa area? No, I'm north of there. I'm north of there about two hours. Okay. Because I've got my dad's yeah. like Old Jamar. 
right above Tampa. Oldsmar? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot yeah, what they zone should be... it is. Yeah, they're probably getting some weather right now all day. Actually, this afternoon they were getting it. So it's going to move in here, this area, um, around midnight, 1 a.m. Do you have um, – are there zones and stuff that you watch and pay attention to that, I don't know, maybe Jonathan or somebody can keep an eye on you? That way they know what the destruction zone is. I know Dad has that down there. Mm. Like I called him one time panicking because they were going to get hit, and he was telling me, yeah. no, just watch this zone. And so, Yeah, no, I, I mean – Googled it and got a live satellite update where it looks like it's hitting right above Tampa right now. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. I think we're going to get some, you know, wind, maybe 50, 60 miles an hour. And, um, you know, the tornadoes can always spawn out of that. You know, even even 30s and 40s, you know, it can be dangerous. And then, and then the storm surge, you know, the water's going to come in on the coastline a little bit, you know, in the morning. So, you know, we're lucky that it's not a big, big one, you know, but everybody was out at the gas stations gassing up and kind of running around like crazy a little bit this afternoon. So. What size storm is it? Um, it, it was a cat one, but now it's been downgraded to a tropical depression. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So. So does it have a name? Etta. They they're calling yeah, it Etta. 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 Yeah. Eta. 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 <laughs> made a time of arrival. Yeah. We're, we're right on time with this destruction here. Yeah. <clears throat> Are you above? Are you above major flood zones? Mm, I'm in an area that's pretty low, actually. I'm I'm right near the coast, so it's um. Actually, the motel where I'm where I'm staying is actually more towards the coast than my 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 place. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But I got a truck with you know that's up up kind of high. So if if we get some flood, and I can drive out of here. <laughs> Yeah, I actually thought that you were more kind of towards the center, like like right above um, Orlando. Yeah, I used to be in there, inland. I'm glad I'm out of that area. It's too packed over there. Way too packed. Too many masks. <laughs> but so I got a <laughs> Oracle went to a protest. And people are protesting in Henderson County about getting the uh, prosecutor, the district attorney, disbarred over that sexual misconduct case that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. And there was a reporter who showed up there, and uh, the Oracle said, because he was like, "Well, well, what do y'all, what do y'all really need?" And she was like, well, "What we really need is a court of law." And she said everybody went silent for a minute. And then the reporter wow. came back and said, what's a court of law? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I thought that might be like a interesting topic. Because, of course, I just bad an answer off the top of my head. 
But I, I was wondering what, you know, what y'all might say if somebody asked you on the street, like, what a court of law was. Like, when was that recorded? you have a problem and <laughs> we go outside with two guns and we shoot each other. And whoever wins, <laughs> wins that case. Trial by ordeal. <laughs> there you go. If court is a, if court is a conflict and we, we, we're faced with court of law a lot more than we really realize. I mean, but most of the time it's settled, you know, between man and woman and never, never reaches any, any mediating or whatever you want to call the third party, you know, <laughs> two neighbors. I'll give you an example. I had a neighbor of mine, an old man, mowed his grass, blew it out in the street, dude at the end of the road, comes home on his motorcycle, hauling ass. Pulls in his garage, gets a gets his leaf blower, walks down the street, blows the grass back over in the old man's yard, starts yelling, calling him an asshole. Well, the old man's in the house asleep, so I'm I'm standing in my garage and I hear all this, and I'm like, well, okay. So, wife and I are walking the dog that evening. The dude at the end of the street that was calling the other guy the asshole races up and he has to stop at the top of the hill because he's just going too fast and he sees us and I guess he kind of panics and whatnot. And so I kind of walk my dog, my big German shepherd around his car and lean in his window. And I said, before we were going to start calling any neighbors, you know, vulgar names or anything, you need to slow down. So right then and there, there was really a conflict, but it was settled amongst us in public, in their street, man to man. No fists were thrown or nothing. <laughs> so, pretty good. Well, I would call that a common do. law court. Well, I said I, I mean, would call that a common know, law court. I don't know what you. I don't know in my in my mind. I don't know now what what the definition of a of a like a court the building the the judicial temple system. I don't. I don't really understand that. Some of the concept has been been taught to me, but about the admiralty and the ship and, you know, what jurisdiction you're entering and um, all of that, but it's still very deep water. So that, that would be my take on it. I yield to anybody else. JD, hey, Shaman's here. What's up, Shaman? Hey, Shaman, what's up? It wasn't me, I swear. Uh, uh, Okay, so Oracle went down. um, They were having a protest at downtown Hendersonville, and uh, a reporter showed up, and the reporter was asking them what they needed, and Oracle said, uh, we really need a court of law, not just administrative (laughs) courts. And everybody got real silent. And then the reporter asked, what's a court of law? So that's kind of the question of the evening right now. Okay. What you said? So how, would, how would you define a court of law, brother? Place where you can lay down a claim. A lawful claim. That's how I would describe it. That's a pretty simple way of describing it. <laughs> Is that about uh, what you had? Uh, well, I was actually saving my answer. I, I was wishing to know what JD and and Stan had. Oh, okay. Then why'd you put me out there? No, I was gonna. 
because <laughs> he was gonna he he did the uh he ba- he basically ambushed you sean when he cut you popped on the call he just ambushed you <laughs> that's what they call trial by ambush i was gonna say that it's uh a, a it's a it's a place where you can settle controversy um based on basic principles and simplicities not not getting into anybody's opinion but just the, the basic facts of what happened and, and what what somebody says you know what was done to them or you know what they have to settle just keeping it simple and keeping it real dan my man what's up dan erroneous talking to me Chit-chat we're talking yeah, you're the only one who has it answered. <laughs> All right. Um, it, it's um, putting the public on notice, putting, uh, uh, how do I explain it? Um, it would be making a claim, letting everybody know what your claim is, and then seeing if anybody has conflict with your claim and letting them make their case and seeing which one stands in a, with your peers. That's what I would believe it to be okay so before i actually go into kind of the deep rant so i'm going to go ahead and say this and i wish i could find the video again i'll i'll probably start looking for it now but um there's a video out where scalia is talking about you know due course of law would mean the same thing today as it would mean to like a 12th century englishman and when he's describing this he's saying that you know if you lived in japan if you lived in france if you lived in china you know if you lived in all these other places due process of law due course of law would change every generation for sure and so it wouldn't mean the same thing to a frenchman living today as it would a frenchman living you know in the 13th century or the 14th century and so Here's here's the way that I just kind of off the top of my head defined it. And I just off the top of my head said, you know, court of law is where a man or a woman can go and get remedy without, you know, without cost, um, denial or delay. And that's basically because the first time that shows up is in the Magna Carta, but every single state constitution has that principle in it. And in North Carolina, it's section 18 of Article 1. And it says, courts shall be open. All courts shall be open. Every person for an injury done him in his lands, goods, person, or reputation shall have remedy by due course of law. Not due course of administration, but due course of law. So that's a court that's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that if you suffer any harm, injury, or loss, you should have the right to go down there and receive a due course of law. And of course, we all know on this talk show that they don't they don't provide that service anymore. <laughs> so the right and justice shall be administered without favor, denial, or delay. So they can't deny your right to due course of law because you don't have you know filing fee and in fact when you file a common law action you don't have to pay a filing fee i remember talking to a high clerk one time and uh, she was like yeah we'll file whatever you wish to file 
You know, and I go, okay, well, what if we wish to start an action? And she's like, yeah, as long as you pay the filing fee to initiate the action. And I go, okay, well, we'll do that. Just as soon as you show me the, the filing fee for, you know, trespass on the case. She's like, what? We only got district and superior. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's how they get around it. Just like when Shaman and I got the letter from the high clerk saying, you know, yes, we absolutely have common law courts and we absolutely offer common law remedies. But to file a civil action, <laughs> you yeah. you follow 3A of this code, <laughs> but then I can't give you any legal advice. <laughs> yeah, don't leave that out. Mm. <laughs> Here's a bunch of legal advice that I can't give you. <laughs> Go in peace. Now, now come on down here and we'll file your civil action as soon as you wish. The <laughs> <laughs> <a> joke. <laughs> so, but every you know state what? cons. What's up? Go ahead, man. Finish your thought. Uh, I was just going to say every state constitution and the Declaration of Rights, the reason that the Declaration of Rights doesn't have subsections to them, except for maybe in Illinois, which is a civil law state, is because the Declaration of Rights was really for the layman simpleton to freaking read. It wasn't for attorneys to read and interpret. It was just anybody who could read and write and was intelligent enough to have an education and go down to a library should be able to look at the Declaration of Rights and understand what some of their fundamental rights are. That'd be the What's right that, to remain silent and the right to uh, attorney, or we talk about like real freedom. But they, they, they never. <laughs> in, I, I have never seen a constitution that says you have the right to an attorney. That comes from a case law in like 1963. Uh, every constitution says that you have the right to counsel. So I don't know if anybody heard the uh, Supreme Court arguments yesterday that they broadcasted. No, negative. Okay, so they, you know, they have those. They have the Supreme Court arguments on the ACA, which is the Affordable Care Act. And here's basically what happened. Y'all remember when the Affordable Care Act came out and everybody was up in arms because after like three or four years, they were going to start fining you if you didn't sign up for health care? Right. Yep. Yep. All right. So Congress in 2017 went back and said that there is no fine. They just put the dollar amount at zero. Okay, so Texas was challenging this, saying, you know, you're still imposing something, even if it's nothing. And uh, the Supreme Court basically is a two, three hour argument over, um, I can't even believe it made it to the Supreme Court, but whether somebody has standing if they haven't actually suffered any harm, injury, or loss. And they didn't come out with a decision yesterday, but my guess is, is that they're going to say that the statute stands because it doesn't actually impose any penalty on anybody for not getting health care. And to me, the way I view it is a lot like, you know, the Federal Reserve Act, where it's like, the goal is, is just to get the law passed. We'll change it later. I don't know if anybody's ever seen that <laughs> Edward Griffin stand up where he's explaining uh, 
you know, the Federal Reserve Act, but it's hilarious. I'll tell you a problem that I'm seeing. Like, I ran, I don't want to say his name. I ran into a guy, let's just say he works in government, and he has something to do with going around and basically collecting the data on the COVID people, okay? And uh, I hadn't seen him in years. And he he came up to me tonight. We went out to grab a couple of groceries, and he's like, "Hey, man!" And we started talking. And he, you know, he kind of brought the subject up. And I'm like, "Well, I mean, it doesn't really appear to be near as bad as they were suggesting it was going to be." And he said, "Well, I don't know where you're getting your information from." I said, "Well, doctors, man. <laughs> you know, like." You know, <laughs> doctors. <laughs> and I wasn't being a smart aleck. It was just kind of some, I mean, you know, I didn't just pull. Anyway, I had posted a, a guy who had, like, all the stats. It's a doctor. I, I'll, I'll think of the website here in a minute. I think I sent it to you and John, Dan, and JD, actually. And he just puts all the stats up. And I said, well, he said, look, the, you know, the thing, and, and he was like, Oh, so you don't think it's real? And he put his hand up and said, bye. And I went, no, 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 dude. I never used those words. I never said it wasn't real. I just said, not as bad. I said, you know, and he goes, well, the numbers are epidemic around here, and they're the highest they've ever been. And I just did. And he gave me all these. I'm like, the numbers are climbing, but the deaths aren't. You know, I'm just asking a question. But the point of it was, he was so hostile to me. I mean, this is a friend of mine, and like the minute I even questioned the uh, the mainstream viewpoint of that, he went into a default hatred mode. Like it was this, his mind sh- shut down, his hand went up, and he walked off. And that's pretty rampant right now, right along the side of everybody's getting pissed because something's wrong, but then they won't listen to you when you try to give them the remedy. Would you say so that he like a, did what would would you say originally that he does, and how long had it been since you'd seen him? It's been years, but yeah, I don't really want to say because um, um, it could come across kind of negative, but you know he is a friend of mine he's a good dude. I don't think it's coincidental because we were told by family that they're moving the cooler trailers in to the med center. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. But, I mean, I know some things, and, I mean, regardless, right, you should still be able to debate a point of view without necessarily it being contentious. Especially He's here on them. Yeah, on people get pretty. Yeah, he's here on a mission. It sounds uh, like you said from his job, his livelihood depends on this, so he can't be doing something in his mind that's not real. You know, it sounds like there might be a strong cognitive dissonance built up with his situation. Oh, it's no, it's huge. I mean, he's been in the system. He's worked for the public safety part for basically his entire adult life. I mean, he's he's. I mean, he's probably near retirement now. He started young, um, you know, and he's been fire EMT. He was a cop for a while when I was. Um, 
he worked for several different other branches and arms but i mean he's just uh he's a good dude it was just it's it's really difficult to try to get past i swear i think what the problem is is everybody is just so uh self-absorbed maybe that i don't know if that's the right terminology I mean, I well, think everybody's just listening to their own thoughts, like, because with social media and the way people are separated, and social media is the worst thing that ever happened to politics because, you know, all of these people who used to get along and just be buddy buddy, now they see, oh, that guy's voting for red or that guy's voting for blue. I can't, I can't be friends with them anymore because they're on the enemy's team. If there's well, any kind of voter collusion, it would be social media. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, were you speaking of Dr. Batar when you were talking about the doctor? No, God, no. I don't listen to him. Uh, the, uh, no, I mean, really the point was just self-absorbed in that it's like you build this, you know, it's like I told him. I kind of put my head in this imaginary box, and I was like, okay. You know, when we were cops, we saw the world this way. And then, you know, you went into what you're doing now, and you may look at the world this way. I'm like, you're looking at a part of something. So let's say Washington County, Tennessee, was the worst hit in the world, okay? Here it would seem like a disaster zone. It would be horrible. There'd be people falling over dead left and right, okay? So to us, it would be the apocalypse while some other dude was sitting on a beach drink, drinking a Corona saying, I don't believe that's real. So it's, you know, there's got to be an ability there to say, something's here, let's figure out what's going on. But when you have these oppositional points of view that are so deep, it creates so much animosity, it's not even realized. And then when it's challenged, it becomes a fear-driven just emotions and it's and somebody just said they think with emotion and that's true and i think it just shuts down the ability to reason and they just go into a protection mode like i don't know what the hell to do somebody tell me so they trust the only thing they know to trust instead of going hey 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 there's some door over there what is that door number three does that say three on it everybody's just locked into one and two you know well, if he's part of bringing in the, if he's part of bringing in the dead body cooler trailers and and part of that whole stigma that's getting ready to occur, then yeah, I could see him being very uptight and one track minded, like you're saying. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not necessarily judging him. I mean, you know, it's just like if somebody would have told me certain things when I was a cop, you know, I saw parts of things that other people just they don't even realize it's really there. They just get to hide from it. That You know, you, you kind of see the reality of what humanity can be. Um, but I told you that guy was sitting at the grocery store. <laughs> but, I, well, the thing is, though, is that's still just a, just a small slither, right? I mean, for every 10 retards, you know, there's probably 20 really nice people. But you don't get to run into those people. So if you're just dealing with COVID stuff, and you're dealing with it on the level of take the stats for the death, and all you see is death, then it's horrible, right? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, 
you know, so you can see it from po- both points of view, you know what I mean? But just like anything, I think there's three sides to a story, and that's every story. Like, I think we get so self-absorbed with our own problems that we fail to see the big picture, and that's exactly what prevents us from coming together, which is, you know, something that John talked to me about today, and it's true. I mean, it's it's really true that it's really, really difficult, and people can't see that they're still, still more powerful together than they are apart. And you're right. We do have 99.99% in common, and that 0.01% seems to be focused on in the public. And just, I mean, even if it's 5%, <laughs> you know, let's say it's even 10% if it's high, yeah. I mean, you know, man, I can't see it being that much, but sure. 90% is pretty good stats. You know, when you really think about it like that, it's like you almost become a jerk if you can't get if you can't get along with somebody at least 90% of the time. I just it's just amazing. Just everybody's drawn these lines. It just seems like everybody's lines drawn. Like you know, you were um, you, you we were talking about like, or you were saying, I think uh, just a couple minutes ago, how everybody is uh, polarized right now. It's either red or blue. Oh yeah. Yep. And uh, I made that little comment of draining the swamp. Like um, Trump kept saying, "I'm going to drain the swamp. I'm going to drain the swamp. I'm going to drain the swamp." And where I know that term from is the French Revolution. They had the Royalist Party and then they had the People's Party uh, Jacobin or something like that. And the Royalists were on the mountain. The party was the party of the mountain and the egalitarian party was the party of the plains. In between the mountain and the plains was the swamp. These were the bunch of ignorant fools who had no ideals and supported nobody and they could be dragged by the hair or bribed with bread for their vote and consent. So they had to drain the swamp. So that was their big thing during that. And when I started hearing him say that, I was like, holy shit, he is totally polarizing this country. There is nobody in the middle. There's nobody going, hey, hold on a minute. (laughs) Maybe we shouldn't run this way or that. Everybody's just ready to like battle. Yeah, like, why don't we sit and look and see first before we run? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, uh, I mean, there's something I would like to bring up because I think it's very pertinent to what we talk about in this show, and I don't know how many people saw the 60 Minutes interview with the Brigadier General. uh, His name's kind of funny. I can't believe I just start with a P, I think. Anyway, there's this four-star general. Do you see that, Stan? I know John did because we talked about it. JD, did you see it? Um, I read through the um, the article, you know, article. The, the script. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else anybody else watched it. If not, um, if somebody, I don't have the ability to post that up on the board. Everybody should watch that. Um, it's pertinent just because of the violence of it. It's pertinent because of the absolute arrogance of it. And the, and the lawlessness of it. Um, to me, it's very lawless. And it, I think it kind of is a, a door number three, if people think about it properly. 
And uh, and it's talking about how, I mean, Pfizer came out with this vaccine. They're already boxing them up. They haven't. It hasn't even been approved yet. Yet they're boxing up thousands and thousands of of doses. And they're having the military deliver this. Okay, the, the military is going to be the one. They're going to be guarding these things, and they're going to be the ones in charge. And they can track them in real time, right, John? They can track those things every single dose they can tell you when you got it where you got it and where you're at after you get it it's stored at i think negative 80 degrees celsius and uh there's only one way they can track that guys is if there's something in there to track everything's going to be coded then right the reason i bring this up is because this is my own mind now when they very first got the virus out it was declared they declared war on it and then they said it was an unseen enemy and we talked on the show about what well, if you have it you're the enemy so mm-hmm. now let's just fast forward to the election issue okay they've got everybody revved up all the right side is revved up and ready for the national guard to come out to keep these idiots from rioting um so everybody's pretty okay with it right and uh so if I'm not mistaken, for the riots in Portland, Trump initiated the Sedition Act. I could be wrong on that. I have not verified that, but I heard it on Fox News from Trump and them. Now, I don't know if he actually did it, but I know he said he was going to. But if he did, and regardless, that's making that's doing anything to interfere with the United States, speak against it in any way negative whatsoever in a time of war. So if they've declared war on this thing, now you have this election issue, which what if they took it from Biden and gave it back to Trump in December in the courts, and then here comes the vaccine, and the military's in charge of putting it out, and they're talking, I mean, the way I took what the guy said at the end of it was, if you don't take it, that's what keeps me up at night. <laughs> it's like, what the hell does that mean, man? Like, you're... Worried about what you got to do? You know, it's very, uh, huh? His verbiage, whenever he, whenever he used the word, we will execute it. Um, You know, that's a pretty powerful term for a a general and a a theater of war to sling out. I mean, if you know anything about, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could just mean, but that is military jargon for just go do what you got to do. But, I mean, one thing's for sure, Chris, he absolutely is determined to get his, he's going to achieve the mission regardless of what happens. And that yeah, is, he was, just, they were talking to me, it's about, very dangerous. They were talking about the tracking system whenever you were talking about that. They were talking about utilizing systems that we already use in everyday life. And that's, you know, order you order from Amazon, you order from Walmart, you get all these delivery services that are already out there. Um, he plainly stated and called out FedEx by name and said, "Yes, we will armed escort these deliveries." Um, it was pretty. It's pretty powerful little video if you take time to sit down and watch it. Um, it makes it sound like they're just gonna come right out and jerk you out of your house on your front porch, stab you in the arm, and say thank you, give you a certificate. Hey, you know, you know what I just thought about participation. Yeah. So, so sitting yeah, here no talking about this, and, and Shaman, um, NPR did a thing, I guess, back in June on Trump threatening to invoke the Insurrection Act. But 
what if we were getting the whole um, election all wrong and the courts don't give it to Trump? But Trump just says that he's not going to leave and then there's mass protests. And so he invokes the Insurrection Act because they're challenging the form of government that's in power. I think but the he's form actually of government that's in power would be Biden that goes in. He would then be, therefore become the commander in chief and be able to use the army to get Trump out of there. The power exactly should shift right if there. Trump wants to let it or not. Exactly, that's what would incite the revolution. Okay. Yeah, but Trump, how, would, how would the army just go? Wait. What? What? I, I guess what I'm, I'm asking is for this to happen, Biden would have to not be able to gather the power of the United States. So how would Trump keep the whole unit of the United States under his belt? Like, how would he say, no, I'm not president. leaving and have it be effective? Yeah, but he's, he's not still at that president. Point. He is. That's what John was saying. What if they yeah. start protesting because they're going to give it to Remember, It doesn't change hands until January. Well, that's for and sure. The, the other... The electorals don't even go up until like December 14th. No, well, so. John, I think what John's saying is what if they go ahead and give it to Biden anyway? Trump's still president. Yeah. Trump says, comes on the news and says, look, hit bullshit. They stole it and I'm not leaving. And they go, blah, 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 and they start, start protesting and everything. He has every legal right or every legal authority to invoke the Sedition Act because he's still a sitting president and they are actively engaged in the insurrection against the United States. Then, when those people that's start writing, he'll call his people out. Uh, that's exactly that's what I, I was talking about. And, and the yeah, that's thing, what I'm saying. That's what I was clarifying what I thought you were saying. Uh, yeah, and the other thing is, Stan, is what you were talking about with Biden showing up. He would have to show up. He doesn't have the best track record of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not even doing interviews. <laughs> Yeah, he's I, like, I, hey, I, here's I, what's I, going I, on. Bye. Yeah, was he even on stage during that speech? I, I was watching that speech that Biden gave. It didn't even they were cutting it, so I couldn't even tell if he if he was actually on stage. I, I just want to know which church, our church, he he's wishing to protect. I mean, I thought that we're here to protect God's church mm-hmm. on earth. You know what I mean? The only thing I can make sense of is he's talking about the Church of the United States. Well, he can't inject religion into it at all, can he? Oh, sure. I thought there was a separation. Well, I That's think when he when he says church, That's he means the actual like etymology of church, and the goddess Circe. That's what I hear when I when he says it to me, is it is their church, and all these people come to worship. Well, you got that big goddess on the top of the thing. Freaking Mississippi River, Memphis, Rome, Georgia, the temples in the in the in the Grand Canyon, the temples in Norris Lake. I'm telling you, dude, he's 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 on to it too. It all has to do with Temple ISIS and stuff. Deep. Well, the United States is a church. All right, so uh, 
Adam Traeger put this up on Facebook the other day. He looked up the etymology of vote. A vow, wish, promise to a God, solemn pledge, dedication. Sounds about right. Go to the altar and pray. That's right. I vote for Pedro. I vote Pedro. Pedro. <laughs> Man, Pedro sounds awfully, awfully Mexican. <laughs> It's from that fucking movie, Napoleon Dynamite, dude. Oh, I know, I know. I was just, there there was this time when me and Fabian were down, um, hanging out in downtown uh, Nashville. And uh, this guy came up and started talking to us. And he was like, what's y'all's names? And Fabian's like, I'm Fabian. He goes, that sounds awfully, awfully. And I go, Mexican? <laughs> he wasn't, he was just trying to dance around it. I was like, is this what you mean? <laughs> is this the same one that, who'd you say posted that, Adam? Uh, yeah, Adam, he just topped on, it looks like. Yeah, it's the same one, Sean, from Latin, votum, a vow, wish, promise to a God, solemn pledge, dedication, noun, use of neuter, of votus, past participle of Vover to promise, dedicate, see vow, meaning totality of voters of a certain class or type, is from 1888. Sounds like suffering. Yeah, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it started in the 15th century. Yeah, it starts out mid 15th century. Formal which expression is, which of one's wish or choice. Yeah, formal expression of one's wish or choice with regard to a proposal candidate, etc. From Latin votum, a vow, wish, promise to a god, solemn pledge, dedication, noun, use of neuter of votus. Well, I don't understand that. Noun, use of neuter of votus. Past participle of vover, to promise, dedicate, and it says see vow, which I mean, I guess it would be noun, meaning totality of voters of a certain class or type is from 1888. Um, I ran into somebody who just ran for office tonight at the grocery store as well, and I had a mind-numbing conversation with him. I'm sure his head's blown apart right now. <laughs> and it's somebody you know very well, Chris. He was Good, talking to this, that, that, this, this other guy, and I said, oh, that's interesting you mentioned that. <laughs> and then I just laid it out, man, and he's like, no, 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 come on, man, that ain't no way. I was like, blah, 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 and he goes, well, what about this? And I went, blah, blah, blah. He said, what about this? I said, blah, blah, blah. He goes, man, I'm just stirring you. I said, brother, you just keep stirring. I got plenty of shit to feed you. So it was a pretty, I'm sure you'll yeah, get a call on that one. He goes up and down, up and down. I mean, it takes a while, but, you know, I've had that conversation with you before. When you take a man who's been through, you know, three failed marriages, um, he does a wonderful job. He's a wonderful dad to his children. Um, I give him credit for that. Um, But he's not 
responsible. He hasn't earned really anything. It's all been every time he's fallen, his mom and dad picked him right back up and, and put him right back into societal position where he fell from. You know, there's he's never earned that climbing up and down that mountain himself. And that's that where that distraction comes from. Hey, uh, we have 703 with their hand raised, so I'm going to go ahead and unmute them. 703, you're unmuted. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, question is, we are land owners, quote unquote, in North Carolina. I'm curious of not we have a mortgage. We have a mortgage. We have a mortgage on half of our property. It's a physical piece of land where we own half but we took a loan out for the other half. So my question is, and I think this is a somewhat of a loaded question, but do we actually own that land or through the the eyes of the uh Social Security card, using that identification, Social Security hard, card holder, does that entity, that trust, own that land, and therefore do they do they have a right to it in that that partnership? I say yeah. I would say no. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I would say that's a little confusing. <laughs> he's not standing 100% as a man, so therefore he's injected into the contract a whole lot. And that whole well, lot is... Well, hold on, to be fair, what he was asking, if I, if I heard him correctly, is the Social Security number and the name that's on that number and the land is in supposedly in that name does the government or the bank have a right to come in and take that property or do they really own it and i would say no they don't have a right to come in and take it because first and foremost there really isn't a they and he doesn't technically owe anybody anything technically um because they didn't loan him anything to begin with, and there is no they. So it's John's right. It's kind of confusing because it's in a little bit of a limbo stage. But technically, under the way he phrased the question, no. But neither does he. And they have. Okay, they have authority. Well, then who owns they the have land? Authority to come in and take it. Well, hey, you you know here here's the thing, Stan. But not this a right. Is what, you just brought up an awesome point is who owns the land not oh, what yeah, owns yeah. the land who owns the land so who can come that and make a claim to that land yeah. yeah you know so like i i i can't imagine a fiction going into court and taking the stand like i've never seen it happen i don't know how it could Right, there's no they. But if, but if the man is, shows up, then it's through fictions, and the bigger monster eats the smaller monster every day. Yeah, but he doesn't, uh, he didn't phrase it that way. I mean, if he's utilizing the social that security was kind of my number, injection. 
he, I think if his he question didn't, if was he, trying to figure he's out utilizing that's in his question. Maybe, maybe let me let me try. I may, might have made it too. That's um, a good flat. question, man. I hope but you got I, that thing written down. <laughs> it's recorded. <laughs> right? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's a real situation. <laughs> hey, hey, like I think, was shot. trying to say something. Uh, th this is a real situation, but let me let me even um, take out some factors in the equation, and you, you guys were hitting on it. Even if it was simply take out the whole concept of a of a mortgage um, that we had to enter into that contract with a social security number uh, for banking identity purposes, let's take that out. Say we purchased the land outright. We, by purchasing, I mean, we went into the contract that we have the deed, we are the deed holder. Um, do we, do we, the, the sovereign we, own that? Or, or, uh, okay. does, the, or, do, or does the corporate U.S. The social security holder card entity trust own that, is my question. Uh, okay, so... It, the first thing is uh, that I'm going to kind of address is you say like we, the sovereign, and and you're not sovereign. I'm not sovereign. Um, the government's not sovereign. What what is really going on is you have sovereign rights because there's only one true sovereign. And I don't think any right. of us are God here, and I don't think the government's God either. But being children of God or of some type of supreme being you inherit the rights like you inherit the rights of your your father your creator so you have sovereign rights but that does not necessarily make you sovereign case law in the united states um and i'll probably go get some here in a minute because i found it the other day but case law in the united states basically states that the so sovereign has the right to decree law okay and the only entity I know that can decree law by will is is the creator, you know, the, mm. the conscience of all things. Um, so now kind of going back to what I interpret your question about, um, you know, the social security number and whether they can actually uh, execute something against your property and whether you own it or the social security number owns it or it's in a trust with the social security number. Uh, I'll tell you some kind of basic facts. So um, I'm sure you've heard of like a UCC1 filing, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. So the basic idea around the UCC1 filing is that you put such a big lien on that social security number that nobody's going to be able and and you put the lien like you use the man to put the lien on the person okay and that way nobody can come and um execute a lien against that person because the person is always owing you like a billion dollars all right, so this is a lot of like legal fiction, mind warp. You got to be schizophrenic with multiple personality Magic. disorders to, to really understand it, okay? 
and and then again it kind of goes back to who owns the land because a what cannot own land only a who can own land and then i'm going to tell you because this is all kind of very complicated stuff that you're asking about but i'll tell you right now that if you go to like a federal court and somebody's suing you i'm in south carolina you're in north carolina i'm suing you for over sixty-five thousand dollars because that's the limit for the federal court to take cognizance of jurisdiction right um if i get a judgment against you then they will actually apply that judgment to the social security number i've seen them do it okay but again it's do you actually know like as as a man do you know how to move in law because i can tell you right now that they, they don't have courts of law and if they don't have courts of law then they can't have actual judgment orders in law okay because there are certain elements to it just to give you an example of a very common element in a lawful judgment order is that you have the right to a trial by jury okay so anything that's happening in a family court where they don't give you the right to a trial by jury or an administrative court where they don't give you the right to a trial by jury if you're standing as man and you don't wish to participate in the administrative process they cannot issue a true and lawful judgment order interesting yeah so i don't know if you understood all of that but this show is recorded <laughs> no i i absolutely understand all that that's a that's a different perspective than than i was thinking so i appreciate it and yeah uh, yeah no, no problem i mean that's not like go ahead sorry it, it it is complex it's a uh i i've heard theories of the uh patent of land uh whereby you i'll just leave it at that um but bottom line is um when you enter into this agreement this this when you accept the invitation of the social security system i'll call it um and then you apply your signature or signature act uh, on anything and the example i'm using is the purchase of land that i'm thinking that entity that trust owns that land and that trust is a partnership with the 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 u.s corporate u.s whomever may be the entity of dc I don't know the name, but so there's a contract between these entities, and I demand entering an agreement through not I'm sorry, not even I demand entering agreement. There was an agreement that had been entered into by the signature on the purchase of that land, but I'm curious as me a man do i really own that land well who else would own that, the land I, like who I, else would own the land not what else would own the land 
Can I ask a quick question? Isn't it when a bank forecloses, they never take the land out of your name until they get another person to sign for it? They, You still own the land, they just own everything one iota above the land, the real estate? Isn't it banks and entities can't own land? They leave it in your name like you signed it over for their use and their trust until they find some other sucker to put a mortgage on it? Uh, This is actually an interesting thing that Stan brings up because when they foreclose on your property, what they issue is a writ of possession. They don't issue a writ of attachment. A writ of attachment is what would be issued in a lawful judgment order. They're just taking possession. Possession and ownership are two different things. It's like you can be a custodian of a building and not own it, right? Right. Yeah. So, you know, it it really gets kind of back to that question of of if you don't own the land, because I'm I'm assuming that I'm speaking to a who and not a what. If you don't own the land, then who owns the land? And if somebody else owns the land, like let's just say that some government actor has some type of claim to the land because of your social security number and, you know, some type of uh, joined or contractual agreement that they believe exists. And I'm not going to get into that because Shaman on the phone right now, he, you know, the uh, government was coming after his social security number for $400,000. Did they take your home, Sean? Like, did they come and say that they own your home? No, not as of this time. They put a notice of uh, lien, which is not a lien. Just um, a notice of one. Yeah, it's just they can't. I mean, they can't can't technically put one on there. So, but I'm I'm gonna tell you this, man. Like, if you believe that they can come and take your property, you're gonna give it up to them. Think and yeah. think about this. Brother, let, I just I, I hate to put you on the spot, but I want to ask you a question. Do you know under what circumstances and a person, an entity, has a right, or any man or woman for that matter has a right, do you know at what point the authority or right to take your property from you would exist? What would they, do you know what they would need? So I, I don't know if I'm answering your question directly, but let me answer it from a perspective of if I were in a situation where um, shit went down, we're in a socialist environment, communist, I protected myself and my family in every way I could possibly done, found myself a piece of property where I could where I believe there should be no trespass that I can and and they come after me because I'm a rebel to their cause that legally I, I don't know if legally is the right term but I'm going to defend myself my family and my property so that may seem extreme 
That's not extreme, but, brother. Your first right, your first natural right is the right to self-defense. That is the first yeah, most fundamental natural right that you have that exists. You have the right to defend yourself. And not only do you have the right to defend yourself, you have the right to defend anybody who's being aggressed upon. Yes. Um, that wasn't really the question I was asking, though. Even though I agree with those things. Um, okay, let me help, help me so, answer the question. Well, what is some? I mean, it's all right. Let's say somebody says you owe him ten bucks, right? Hey, you owe me ten right. bucks, and you say, no, I don't. They're gonna say okay, and then they're gonna go down and open up an action, right? And that law action, and they're gonna drag you into court, and they're gonna say, look, on September twenty sixth, he borrowed ten bucks to get a dime bag, and uh, <laughs> or nickel bag or whatever. And uh you never paid me back. <laughs> a little levity there. And uh you go, No man, I uh I didn't. And it's for some reason the judge figures out that yeah you did and the jury they say, Yeah, he did. And so now they pass what on you? They're the jury. Judgment. What does the jury do? They pass judgment. What do they have to do yeah, to take that ten bucks from you? Okay. So who is going to go to any court and press upon the record a verified, basically a verified bill of particulars? It'd be a verified complaint, but it's really what they're searching for is a bill of particulars, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All you have to do is say, great. Who says I owe him something? Yeah. So, well, I mean, my step up. I I follow. Uh, I think I do. And I, and uh, I know that I sounds easy, that, but it's not. <laughs> I, I don't mean to make it sound easy, man. But no, 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 not at all, not at all. Um, I follow. Silly. I think that. So if I were, it's the idea behind it. Yeah, it is the idea, and it—I mean, not to get too deep, but it could go back to as far as God gave us domain, agency, and possession. Right? Domain is land, and said, "Go forth and populate." And there, if there's a record keeper of that land, again, this is holistic and try to get back to roots, so I can figure this stuff out in smaller pieces once I understand the basis. But if, if the record holder of the land, everything from the center of Earth through the atmosphere, whatever, they, whatever it's referred to, is the record keeper the same U.S. government entity that we are contracted to in this uh, well, you're not con- world? You're not contracted at all. And here's why, and this is what everybody was trying to say in the beginning. If you were, hypothetically, so don't hang up, but if you were to hang up, say, like, man, I really want to talk to Mr. United States, and you you just hung the phone up, who would you call? Doesn't exist. Right. Fictitious. Okay. Trump. So, who, so who's going to get, <laughs> who's going to, who can do that? I mean, who, I can, his, who can, his taxes who, were who the best one. Hey, I have a vested interest in this property. This man owes me 
10% of this property, 7% of this property, 52% of this property. Like, he owes me, right? And it's really more or less standing on that, that position, like not muddying it with all these other factors. Like you wouldn't argue any point of the Social Security Act. You wouldn't, you wouldn't even argue the agreement. You would, as a matter of fact, that would be counterintuitive to what you're trying to do. There's nothing to argue, right? Yeah, I wouldn't even understand it. Who's the record keeper to say that this, this land, this domain is, is mine? The county records. Okay, the county the county is is a part of the system, right? And so, right. how how long how long have you lived there? How long have you lived there? How long have you domiciled uh, there? How how long have you been upon that land? Less than a year. Less than a year. Less than a year. In this instance. We don't live there. Are you getting yeah, we, to know your neighbors real well? No, no, no. I'm sorry. So our situation is that's a piece of property we have not built on a, a land. We've not built on. We've we plan to build on it. We don't really know anybody around it. It's in a, a neighborhood that's being built out. But as things progress, we're considering whether we need to do anything different with that land, that piece of property, um, and then how to position ourselves. I'm, I'm not going to say legally, but how do we how do we position our possessions on that land to be ours and not the holder of the social security number? Again, pretty deep stuff, or I get, but that's what I'm trying to get. No, that's not that at all. You're saying how do I buy land without using the social security card from a bank, right? Yeah, yes, and and being officially recorded somewhere, which is a, a, a trusted. Custodian. The answer to number one is you can't. You can't buy yeah. land from a bank or property without using the Social Security number that I'm aware of. Because the bank, by its very nature, is a part of the United States. Um, I believe it has to do with the 1933 Gold Seizure Act, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's also and the 1937 uh, Social Security Administration Act. But yeah, see, again, I, the enemy, which is the reason why 1949 was declared the original gold rush, and it was not. That was a mass running and migration. Sorry. I mean, again, um, again, man, I, I wouldn't bother with any of that. Just like Shaman said, I wouldn't argue any of that stuff in court. In fact, I would claim that I do not understand it. And if you're looking for some type of like record beyond the county recorder, and I'm not talking about the um, the registry of deeds, I'm talking about the county recorder, uh, because the registry of deeds is the private corporate side of the public county recorder. Um, just to be very clear about that. But if you don't trust mm. that, because they're connected with the government and they're an agency or a record keeper of the government, then I would say the best way to make your claim known is to get to know your neighbors and, and tell them all, hey, th this is my property over here. You know, here's a outhouse that I use to take a crap. You don't want to come by here about three o'clock. It might smell funky, you know, um, whatever you got to do to make an impression. You want to be memorable. 
you know, and you want to be likable too. Hey, the other thing to remember mm-hmm. is, okay, there you run a risk if you don't do anything with it at all in making it arguable for abandonment. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, start, somebody squats on a period of time, right? It, yeah, I mean, it takes typically it's three to six months. I would just get something right. up there. Just, dude, look, take a, a, a chair, a tent. Do something. Take right. something up there, and basically you're laying claim to the – I mean, it's like the Pope when he got off the plane. The first thing he did was bend down and kiss the soil of the United States because he claimed the United States. So it's – go up there and claim the land. Right. I mean, it's yours. Okay, this has been very helpful. Thank you. Yeah. And, and honestly, 703, like – if you're worried about getting to a communist socialistic state where the state owns all property, you know, and and you're of the mentality like most of us where you're going to defend yourself and your family, then I just hope you're like most of us are and you're very comfortable with your God. Right. That's right. Yep, he is. Guardian protection. So, you know, I mean, that that's all you can do, right? Like, you can't worry about stuff that that's not going on. You can't you can't spend your life like thinking about the dangers that tomorrow is going to bring. That's no way to live. Well, yeah, right. And you can't think about every little legal aspect. of. Yeah. So just let go and let God. You know, I mean, I, you know, it's it's not often, but I've seen people go into court, stand up for their beliefs and get ran over. Right. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. It does happen to people. I saw a guy go into court, stand up for his beliefs, and they threw him in jail for contempt for not saying anything because he was afraid they were going to harm him for 30 days. Wow. And as they, and as they arrested him for not speaking, they read him his right to remain silent. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's a true now. story, by the way. I, I mean, that is, that is a dead for serious true story. But the man went in there and stood up for what he believed in. And I can tell you this, he got pulled over probably uh, four or five months after that case. And he, he was so scared. It was like three in the morning. He was doing 25 miles per hour over the speed limit. He was in North Carolina. He was so afraid that the cop was just going to rip him out of the car, tear his car apart, take him to jail for no reason. Cop came up, got his driver's license, came back 10 minutes later and said, sir, you have a nice night. Slow down a little bit. Right, right. Yeah, good luck. Don't know where. Hey, on a side note, uh, did anybody see where the, one guy was either going to, A, go kidnap Chuck Schumer or kill him. <laughs> what? Who's Chuck Schumer? Oh, yeah, first Chuck, off, who's Chuck, Chuck Schumer? A senator from uh, New York. He's a piece of trash. I cannot stand him. Uh, he, uh, so I, I woke up this morning. Everybody, you know, you see on Facebook, everybody's pissed at Fox. And they're like, we're going to Newsmax. And I've checked Newsmax out before. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, hear what was going on and what they were saying. Of course, they were bashing Fox and saying, come on, all you Fox listeners, we love you guys. And uh, sure enough, one of the lead stories was some dude was <laughs> Jack Chuck Schumer, man. I was like, well, 
That's number two. John and I talked about that when you have people openly getting ready to start kidnapping. It probably means everybody's a little pissed off. It's kind of sad that you got somebody out there mad at a fictitious character or, or an actor on a on a stage and, you know, we're all sitting out here at this theater, <laughs> this play going on, and all these actors up on stage and everybody's getting tore up. You know, we talked about the, the great divide, the red and the blue earlier. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Chuck Schumer's hurt a lot of people. I mean, he's not a good yeah, guy oh, by yeah. any stretch. But people no, keep consenting to the guy, and he's just going to keep doing it until people stop consenting, I suppose. It's so called the right of suffrage for a reason. They keep, they keep enabling his power in, in his character mode, so in that character mode keeps allowing him to do you know what he does. So that, I just that think it's funny. Somebody, that's all I'm saying. It just it's what it's going to do is it's it's either going to freak him out or it's going to scare the shit out of them. They're going to realize they're not invincible sooner or later. Some somebody is going to lose their patience with somebody somewhere, and that's that that's going it's going to be a bad deal. And they're going to quit yeah. talking about kidnapping people. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> yeah, that always happens. Right. You know when. Right. when Men and women Let's gain talk. enough knowledge to start. You remember when they kidnapped that president? Kidnapped that president, and everything changed for the better. <laughs> that one time, no, but I remember <laughs> that time they kidnapped Mr. Heineken, and he produced the world's greatest security agency. <laughs> well, I think I, hey, I think really the White House. White House down, and there was only one Secret Service agent left, and he and he got the president out and killed like a hundred thousand bad people. <laughs> yeah, I think remember that. I, I, I viewed as I viewed as the movie Dave, where the president got replaced by a logical guy, who basically said, "Let's not do that shit anymore." And wouldn't it be great if we had that? Well, I mean, that's what yeah, we need to do. Right. I mean, we've said it a hundred times. Like, China and, and the United States could declare war on one another. But if everybody said they're not showing up, there's not going to be a war. You know, um, a, a reoccurring word tonight has been theater. And the root of the word theater is theos, meaning God. It's um, theater is like the place where God is shown. So they would have uh, the God show at the Greek theaters. So like they always have like a military theater, the theater of operations, these theaters, theaters, theaters. And it's just funny that, you know, they have their temples and their temples produce these theaters and the people keep showing up for the show. (laughs) What if they're talking about Theodore? And they're just yeah, in the south. He's a cool dude. Theater. Theater. He he's doing some shit. He needs to hold on. He needs to calm down. Somebody needs to ring in. It's, it's oh a giant act of characters. Is all it is. It's a giant act of characters until men and women with feet on the ground start understanding and start seeing the signs and being able to decipher between the characters and the man and the woman. And then you you're really not going to gain any ground until we stop enabling 
you know, men and women to act as characters and we start holding each other accountable, um, there's not really going to be a change. I mean, I, I think most of us have already started with our offspring and um, a lot of our own family and so forth, our friends, our networks. Um, but it's deeper than that. It, it, it really is. It's It's got to take the mask off and start being responsible for who we actually are. What is it? Uh, all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players? Not all. Performers I don't believe all. Was audience. That's Rush, buddy. I'm not going to believe all. I believe that's Francis we, Bacon. If, if we, if, if we, if we look at it. <laughs> I second that. Thank you. If you look at the historical aspect of it, yeah, each civilization has fallen for the same damn reason. Because somebody come in, took over, and and the changes, and, and you know, I mean, hell, the mass migration patterns, people, the the lies, the, the I mean, it's just you you really don't even people, have to look that really deep. You can just read the Bible, and it's a recurring theme. Man tries yeah. to take over, governing other men, and God's government loses faith to the administration rather than his ministry and eventually the administration eats itself because people are corrupt and greedy by nature seems Just like a tax kind of Every, everybody need only read first samuel chapter eight and there you go yeah i mean you you can see it happen in genesis you can see it happen in exodus you can see it happen in the new testament you can see it happen after christ dies and what happened to rome you can see it happen in greece the apocryphal text the uh trial of pontius you're about to watch it happen here in the united states you got first row tickets <laughs> Much. I mean, there's, there's this is the a, first time the revolution will be televised. Well, I mean, we we talked about some of that connection earlier. You know, I mentioned it with the with the ISIS temple and so forth. You know, and and there are a lot. There are too many similarities to be just coincidental. Um, <clears throat> all across this country alone. So you know, I, who who knows what the end outcome will be, but. I'm beginning to leave, believe it's through archaeological research and so forth that, you know, we we see the chase continue, you know, the um, God's chosen, they continuously chase them around and kill them off, and, and here we are again, except this time they, you know, they've, 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 when they got here, they deceded and, and took everything over by, Manipulation with their little contracts and laws. The little, oh, you got to have this number to live here. Shit, them natives that was here before us, long before us, didn't need none of that. Well, while I got the microphone for a minute, um, Tara texted me, and thank you, Tara, for doing all of the administrating to Henry Ramos' page. I've been working on a video most of the day. I, I am pretty proud of it, um, but it's up on Henry Ramos' uh, To Catch a Thief, Thief Facebook page. As soon as the 
call is over, I'm definitely going to go onto Facebook and start spreading it around. Uh, would really appreciate if everybody kind of does that. Um, it's all about Veterans Day, and it's recognizing two very serious veterans, trying to memorialize them. One of them is uh, John Bobbitt, who got convicted of GoFundMe fraud along with Kate McClure and her boyfriend, Mark. I, I can't pronounce his last name. And the other one is about Henry Ramo, who is a completely righteous man who deserves the chance to uh, have justice upheld in his situation. So with all of this negative talk about the world, doom and gloom, and this and that, you know, if, if you could just share that, uh, you might be able to make the world a brighter place. And I'd appreciate it. I'll do it. Yeah, I appreciate that, Sam. I, I was like, when I called you this afternoon, you were like, man, I share all your stuff. I was like, really? <laughs> I'm not on Facebook that and, much. And then I said, well, not all your stuff, not your memes. <laughs> uh, what did you think about the one about Kamala Harris? You know, What's media 2019. That? She's locking single parents up over truancy. Media 2020. Oh, yeah. She's the greatest woman to look up to for all females of color. Magic. The the, the oracle just pay no attention up? to the man behind the curtain. I got a question for you, John. What's going on? I heard on a history channel. I heard on a history channel today that the term salary originally derived from the word salt. Uh, that would not surprise me at all. That the Romans yeah, paid same the soldiers here. in salt. And yeah, yeah in fact, salt. yeah. Did do you know um, the whole idea of uh, you're too poor, like the whole saying, like you're too poor to have a pot to piss in? I love this because they actually had pots in the house that they pissed in, and if you didn't have a pot, you were too poor to have a pot to piss in. No, because you could actually go down and sell your piss. They'd have open fields, and they would gather ammonia and salt from it. I did not know So that. If, if you were so poor that you didn't have a pot to piss in, and literally meant that you were so poor you could not sell your own piss. This is funny because I worked in the ammonia business for a long time, and I know the only way they got ammonia back in the day was piss and with the rendering of bones from the cattle industry. So when John told me this, I was like, holy shit, that makes so much sense. Wow. You know what Gandhi did when they uh, made making salt illegal in India, right? Holy no. shit, they made salt illegal in India? Making so salt illegal ever... in India, yeah. Gandhi walked right so down to have... the beach. We've been making salt for thousands of years. We're going to keep making salt. We won't respect your laws. He was the common law yeah. attorney. And so yeah, Oracle said that. Actually. Yeah, Oracle said that she posted up some of the uh, links to the Henry Ramo stuff in the uh, chat on this episode what were you saying stan 
One of the things I find fascinating about Gandhi is the break in him when he changed was when he went to Africa and when he was in Europe, he was in England and he was a, he was a barrister. So he enjoyed all the, um, you know, whatever came with being a barrister and being like a man of society. And when he went down there, he had to carry an orange card and he was treated as a second rate citizen. And, you know, it kind of broke him. Like, why the fuck are you telling me what to do and what to say and how to act? And the guys that I came down here with walk freely through the door. So it's, it's like, um, a special case. He's a special case. Like this, to see where he like changed in his personality to become what he was. Oh yeah, I, mean, I, I love studying Gandhi. You know, who who knows how long you'll be able to study Gandhi these days? No, he also the, those might be some un-German thoughts while they were naked. Do what? He also did have sessions where he would sleep with young women while he was naked to prove how chaste he was. Who knows what happened? Sure. <laughs> Power corrupts. And Santa Claus brings gifts to the kids on Easter. Well, 703 came on with some pretty good and interesting questions. Does anyone else have questions on the call tonight? If you do, just raise your hand and we will unmute you. Don't read the questions? Yeah, I got a question. What you want to talk about, right? Why is the sky blue? Because of nitrogen. <laughs> and the angle of the light rays. <laughs> and that's right. Nope. Hey, you, you ever see that video that I told you about with the photographing of light moving no i did not did you send Dan, that to did me? you see that i think Dude, it, it traveled at 36 miles an hour um the, it was almost at absolute zero right yeah they have a camera now that takes one trillion frames per second um and they captured a laser light moving through a bottle the the picture is yeah. going so you can't see the bottle. They superimpose the bottle back over it, but the light's moving. It looks like a freaking like a blue amoeba being stretched out. It's crazy, dude. I, I think they superimpose the whole thing, man. They they don't even know what the speed of light is. They can't measure. Yeah, the, you can't you can't photograph light either. Like um, okay, so if you're gonna take light and then you and then you photograph light, you have to put it on a physical medium. Once you put it on a physical medium, it's a distortion, so you can't get an image of light. It's an impossibility. Uh, just watch the video, man. I, I I've seen the video. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, okay. But I'm so with you saw uh, that? I'm with um, JC. There's a lot of computer shit going on there. 
Dude, you want to know what I think is absolutely hilarious? Have you ever seen the NVIDIA YouTube um, that takes like modern NVIDIA graphics cards and they're like, we're going to debunk the conspiracy theory that nobody went to the moon by using this graphics card to enhance all of the images so that we can show you the stars in the sky. And it's like, and people buy this stuff. <laughs> like, we're going to give you a fake picture <laughs> to prove that the picture isn't fake. <laughs> Sold. Where do, where do I put my card in? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like I was laughing with the buddy about, you know, the guy in Michigan that you remember the people. It wasn't Michigan. It was in Missouri that got charged with the firearm, like, uh, exposing the firearms when the Black Lives Matter protesters went up on their property. And then it was found out that um, the firearms didn't even have, have working firing pins in them. And the prosecutor was like, well, go ahead and make those working so I can charge them, like all documented. And then they actually had a public discussion on whether they should throw the case out. <laughs> I was like, for real. There should have been a public discussion on how long that prosecutor should have went to jail. That's the way I feel about it. I mean, the attorney general had to step in and be like, okay, you guys can't prosecute this. Like, we could put up with a lot of shit, but this is kind of like way past. (laughs) Right? I mean, it's kind of like a case making it to the Supreme Court on the basis of, was there harm, injury, or lost on? Mm. <laughs> like, if you've seen the movie Shooter, where they they bait him, they they trick him into into becoming an agent for him and set him up to kill that African president or whatever it is. And they had is that the one with Mark Wahlberg? Him. Yeah, yeah. In the very end of it, you know, he's standing there and with the I guess it's the JAG guys and the head military court there at the very end. And pulls the rifle out and he chucks around and it racks it and points it at that guy's head and looks at the chief sitting at the end of the room and the table down there and guy nods his head and he squeezes the trigger and the gun don't go off. He's firing pins and then he's like, you know, so he ended up walking away from it right there and they arrested the other guy. But yeah, it was. Is he, that he, the he, movie that those guns were props from, or that one gun was a prop from? Because I know it was a prop from a movie, and I think it was Shooter. I've kind of been wanting to watch it. I haven't even heard of it. It sounds pretty good. It's it's got he's got he's shooting long range. I don't know what it is. It's gonna be a fifty cal, I guess. Um, and then they've got what what they actually use to shoot the do the assassination with is a auto turret. Um, it kind of looks like a 20 millimeter cannon <laughs> up there, but it's like a single That's shot. That's discreet. Yeah, it's like they got it way up in a bell tower and it shoots between the slats, um, you know, in the in the ventilation. And um, it, it's, it's wild how they do it, but they, they pretty much, you know, they give him the give him the not to give it away, but they they give him the mission, and so he's acting out his mission and he's scouting everything out, and at the same time they're they're tracking his ass and setting him up. <laughs> so 
Yeah, oh, yeah, you look, you scouted this shit out, and, you know, you scouted this shit out, ex-Marine sniper, blah, 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 blah. You know. <clears throat> that sounds check. like some government stuff right there, man. <laughs> it's, it's, really, it's really a pretty deep movie. I mean, he's way back in the middle of the mountains, dude, and, and you know, his, one of his old military commanders flies out there, and, and, like, you know, his dog trips out, and he trips out, and he don't, you know, he's not real sure. He kind of living the mountain life out in the middle of no man no man's land secluded and then all of a sudden he's thrown back into you know thrown back into the mission you know he's like you got one more to do and he's like no he's like yeah so they kill his dog and everything man it's kind of sad yeah well, <laughs> it's always the goddamn dog goddamn <laughs> it's a good movie though it really is i mean it's they killed john wick's yeah. dog yeah, but I mean, you wouldn't have had a movie no, without that. Dude, I, I don't grew know. up I'll with kill Oyo, a motherfucker. So. He fucks with my dog. <laughs> I mean, dude, if you missed out on Old Yeller, dude, you you weren't indoctrinated, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. And Bambi, damn, right off the bat. <laughs> uh, dude, I've always thought that, especially someplace in the south. Should open up a restaurant called Bambi Burger. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Bambi. We sell Bambi I Burgers. For real, I would too. <laughs> well, now that you have them already, you, you be, you'll be, you'll be responsible for creating chronic wasting disease in human fucking beings or something. Excuse my language. For human human beings or something. Yeah. That's deer even our deer you know the, the the probably the scariest thing that nobody realizes is the most important element to us all and and i just quote unquote joking for a second but one of our most important elements to us all we have to have it if you put ten thousand of us together and you don't give us this one thing we will all die it doesn't matter there's not going to be survival of the fittest or nothing else. It's it's the matter of reality. Is our water? And I know I live in in a mountainous area in in you know, eastern Tennessee, um, in the Appalachian Mountains, and we utilize a lot of our water. We play in it. Um, it's very important to us. And here in our small community, it's getting worse and worse. And I know that the bigger cities are. So, you know, maybe if we could all pay a little bit of attention to one of the most important things to us that keeps us alive while we're fighting the rest of the fights <laughs> would be our water. A lot of families already have filtration systems. They won't drink anything but bottled water. I mean, we were warned of that as, as kids. <clears throat> you know, Bottled water actually isn't anymore. very good for you. You're better off with a good filtration system. No, but I, I mean, I'm with you, you know, on on water, man. The human nature aspect is, oh, it's easy to grab a 24 pack of water and throw in the fridge as it is to get a glass out and and put a filter on the house, you know. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, it's we continuously allow um our our the governing bodies to build big industry right on them and use them and you know, for tax credits and other crap that they use within their system. And all they do is pollute and poison. 
you know, they use the water and reject it back out um, of their plants, and it's not natural, not good. You stop doing that. Water, water everywhere, but not a drop to drink. And water is like life energy. I love me some it water. Really is. I mean, it really is. I mean, who doesn't who doesn't enjoy going to the beach? You know, who doesn't enjoy a lake, or, or or you know, who doesn't have memories of of even fishing or something? I mean, you know, there's if, more if water can... now than there has been in a long time, and it's in the ocean. Yeah. And we have the technology right now to take the water right out of the ocean and make it drinkable. It's not really that big of a deal. They don't do it right now because they don't have to. Um, one of the real resources that we're losing is the topsoil. The topsoil is degrading. They destroy it when they build like cities, towns, everything else. The topsoil oh, yeah. is only a couple feet deep. And what creates the topsoil is the mushrooms. The mycelia eat the bedrock and help dissolve and transfer, you know, protein, I mean, um, nutrients through the soil to the trees and the whole ecosystem. So one inch of topsoil takes a thousand years to grow. So all the soil that they're clearing out to make these cities, these subdivisions that they're just wasting is actually like one of the biggest commodities that's going to be in the next 20 to 50 years. Well, hell, to add to that, Monsanto and all all of the you know, all the agricultural land that was polluted and then they had to come out with the special seeds that would grow because they had polluted the damn soil so much. The Terminator um, seed and the Terminator the seed technology. You know that uh, Indian woman who talks about the Terminator seed and she's uh, part of a green movement, like worldwide. I, I can't believe I can't remember her name. I can't. I, I think I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember the name either. So, I mean, that's kind of the whole the whole system, right? Like, it's not just the legal system that's set up on death. They've moved it to the medical system, the energy sector, the food industry. They've moved it to you know waste. I mean, everything is built around the idea of destroying and producing something new and destroying more and producing something else uh, nothing crazy. like you like you say like it's a system of debt it's like you have a debt and you have all this food we throw away one third of the um produce that we grow it's a uh, one quarter to one third a year we throw away just because we can't sell it um, we've made our resources into a debt system so that a few can commit usury. It's crazy. Sorry to cut you off. No, I mean, I, I agree. It's absolutely insane. It's like the whole reason we started feeding Africa was to basically experiment with our mass GMO programs. You know, and that's why yeah. you, you see people over in Africa and they got the big, big bellies and any big little arms and legs. Well, that's from not eating. Well, it's from being malnourished, you know, because the yeah. the GMO rice that they send over there and the GMO grains that they send over there, like, yeah, it makes you feel full, you know, like it, it puts substance in your stomach, but it's not nourishing at all. 
Um, that's they developed the bovine uh, growth hormone over there. Um, that's it's a really interesting story too because uh, Fox News had these uh, journalists um, study the bo- uh, growth, uh, bovine growth hormone, and when they did. Um, study it they said you know this thing is extremely toxic it causes problems like if it had a use it would just be to feed the people that were going to die from malnutrition because you shouldn't feed this to the masses and then fox said well that's not what we want you to report we want you to report this and they said well we're journalists we're going to say what actually happened because our name is on it and they took fox to court because fox fired him and after that Fox became not a news station. They said it was an entertainment station, and it became Fox and Friends. So yeah, that's the RGBH with the cows in the middle. Yeah. Yep. That yeah, was that back case, in like um, 2004, an 2005. They're no different than Seinfeld. Yeah, I mean, every single news agency followed suit. Like, you know, right. you can't find a news agency that's Zero actually registered as a news corporation. It's all entertainment. I mean, even NPR. They better be those lying motherfuckers. (laughs) Operation Mockingbird. Bunch of parrots. Anybody else have anything? I felt I feel we fell down a, a rabbit hole. Where's Alice? <laughs> she got ten feet tall and ran away. Man, you're the one with the mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, well, they seem to be the life of everything. You ever hear of a guy what? named Paul Stamets? No, no. So he's he's like the leading mitochondri- mitochondriist, I think it's called. Um, he studies mushrooms. And uh, he's got this stuff called myconol. And he can make the world's fuel by mushrooms. He holds the patent, and he won't release the patent because he doesn't want to go that route. He could be a billionaire. He could be a Tesla. He won't do it. He wears a hat that's a mushroom. <laughs> this guy's awesome. Um, like they have, uh, he took oil spill material and made four piles, um, one mushrooms, one chemicals, one bio something, some one celled animal that was supposed to eat it up and then one control. And within two weeks, uh, birds were making nests on his pile. His pile was going green, growing grass and all the rest of the piles were just muck. Um, the mushroom is what makes what is. When there was nothing on land, the mushroom came out of the sea and made the land able for life. So, yeah, I like the mushroom in many ways. If we're being honest. I just got a text that somebody has a hand up, but I don't see, uh... I don't see any hands up. It was L eight. 
I, I don't see in LA. I, I tried posting like when you were talking about um the uh theater. I actually went to Edema online and got the definition, tried posting it. Can anybody see it? Because it, it's still saying on my computer that it's sending. And that was like probably 45 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago. Man, we gotta move to a service better than TalkShoe. <laughs> we gotta upgrade, man. Can I get an upgrade? <laughs> yeah. Every time I hear the word upgrade, I think of idiocracy. You know, that was a pretty funny movie. It was a great documentary. <laughs> That's pretty much where <laughs> we're at now, right? Oh my God! I think it happened in the eighties. I think that was the that was the nail in the coffin. You you want to hear some idiocracy? I would love to. All right, so I just got some documents because I've been going through documents lately. This is absolutely hilarious. So this is an actual search warrant that was filed with the court and executed and uh, let, me, let me get to okay so when they have probable cause so they had a um a police officer go and volunteer at a place that they didn't like um and instead of having the police officer testify to the probable cause they told a police detective what they had seen and the police detective, having no firsthand information at all, went and testified, which would have been complete hearsay um, in a real court. But anyway, so this is absolutely hilarious. The, this is right out of their, their statement. The nature of our visit was for pleasure, and I in no way represented myself as an acting agent of the police department. I'm going to skip six lines of this document, okay? Six lines later, it says, uh, I mentioned to my mother that unnamed might need help, and I was going to approach her and offer to volunteer on the days I don't have my son. I gave her a bit of information about myself and, you know, told her that I recently moved to town and worked for the police department. <laughs> I can't believe some of the stuff that passes. And I, I'll tell you right now, the whole reason why the statement is in there that saying they in no way represented themselves as working with the police department or being affiliated is because they were worried that somebody would come back with an entrapment argument. Double speak at its finest.
What a lively crew. Yeah, I was, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was just thinking my computer was lying to me. <laughs> Everybody had left already. My computer's just frozen saying they're still here. Well, I got to get up early then. <laughs> so, you didn't before? Yeah. But if nobody's got nothing to say, I sure don't. <laughs> so, well, I mean, I'm getting texts from people saying minutes. the four hands are up, but I can't see anything. So, if you give me some type of names or numbers, I might be able to unmute them on the board. Just unmute everybody. Okay. Yeah, I can't unmute Tara. I'm trying to. MA. If she just have her um does she have it for audio and uh the page or yeah, I mean these these names are actually up. Like I, I literally think that my computer is frozen or something because like I said, the chat JD's hand is up. Um if you refresh your page, does it uh stop the call? No, no. Guess so. Anybody else still there? I am. Okay, good. <laughs> up me up. You Plus can hear me now, right? Yeah. Oh, all right. Money Mike, yeah, I, I, I can't see your uh, hand. Everyone else I have unmuted. So we have Tara, um, JD and Yep, that's me. Yeah, nice. Yeah, Money Mike, I, I don't see a microphone for you, brother. It, good shot with the uh, refreshing the page. It cut me off and brought me right back, but it worked. I'm a computer with. Yeah, yeah I've, I've been having issues for like 45 minutes. Keep getting pumped <laughs> off. Hey guys, I didn't really. I was just saying we're not lively because like you can't hear me. <laughs> I've been being super lively over here by myself. <laughs> uh, no, I. I mean, I kind of have a little bit of a question if we don't have other stuff to talk about. But I, I mean, Max had his hand up. I don't know Mac, but I saw that he was had his hand up way before me. Yep. Um, if, uh, if you know, if you had something, uh, you know, that you want to talk about. No, you go. Oh, okay. Because I just made a quick list so I didn't get distracted. So, but you know, earlier the guy said that um, he was he was uh, working on his land, you know, and like a foreclosure or something, or was it property tax? Uh, I, it, he didn't it? actually say. He he was just kind of asking hypotheticals, in he my opinion. Just, yeah, structuring. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, future future instance, future situations. Yeah, because it may, you know, it's like uh, it's kind of like uh, in that case, it's like um, pick your battles kind of thing, you know, when, because like uh, with a car or with 
with land or with property tax. I mean, those are just the, you know, the hardest issues you could, you know, fight the ownership of a car. Otherwise you, you know, you gotta get into the, the, uh, you know, undo the legal stuff that's done to it somehow or, you know, whatever. See what I mean? Well, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about things having to be duly qualified is that if, you know, if the law, like if what's legal doesn't match up with what's lawful, then all you have to do is write down what's legal and then file it. And the law will trump, uh, you know, legislators getting together to rob you every single day of the week. Did you, yeah, did you mean, JC, did you just mean write, write down what's lawful? And, and Well, you have to write down what's legal. You like, you have to write your own legal. So, right, you right. Know, because it's like, on paper that makes it legal. Yeah, because once you put it down on paper, you know, it's just like authority. Who gives it authority? It's author it. Why? Because I have to. Because I gave you some authority and you completely abused it. So now I got to take that authority back. You know, it's kind of like, um, yeah. so watching the uh, the Supreme Court hearing about the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, I was bringing to somebody's attention in my family that, you know, this is what I talk about with the difference between legal and lawful. If, you know, everybody for the most part talks about statutory law being lawful, like if they just write something down in a statute and the legislature passes it, it's it's now lawful and if that were the case then you could never challenge a statute in court on the basis of law they, they were challenging the lawfulness of the statute would you say that like um, some courts are duly qualified and others aren't uh yeah some courts are duly qualified uh, i mean for the most part most courts are actually duly qualified because people don't know that they're actually consenting to the whole process. So as soon as people start consenting to the process, right. now it's not slavery or involuntary servitude because you're volunteering to do it, and that makes it lawful. You know, that's a big one. It I'm makes glad it lawful that you just ran, ran into it. Um, is the, uh, a big part of it, I think, is like they're, you know, people say what adherence contracts or, you know, implied, and then they'll, they'll say that, um, well, I mean, you know, not they say, but one of the things that can be used as evidence perhaps is like um, your driver's license or proof, you know, you have residency, you know, some, you know, hypothetically, see what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've never seen them. Actually, let me take that back. <laughs> I'm going to eat my own words. There was one time I was at court and this gentleman was claiming that he wasn't a U.S. citizen. And the judge says, well, do you have a driver's license? <laughs> and this guy goes, I sure do, <laughs> and hands it over to him. But that wasn't enough proof to actually establish that he was a uh, United States citizen on, on the record of the court. So the judge kept asking him questions like, well, are your parents citizens? Where were you born? You know, different things like that to try and assume jurisdiction. But um, you, man, I would say for sure a driver's license would. Well, the thing well, is, is it's only one form of over evidence. Just like he was handing the citizenship over. He was like, it's yours. Get it away from me. 
Yeah, and the other thing is, is that it's just one form of evidence. And another thing that I like to joke about is like you hear them talk about the real ID all the time now, right? So what we had fake IDs before, and then you think about another <laughs> thing. It's like, okay, how many fake IDs have you seen? Because I was in high school once, and I saw quite a few. Uh, I might have even had one in my possession one time or another. I'm not going to admit to anything, but you know, like it's not that hard to fake an ID. So it doesn't really prove anything. What well, is a real also, ID? Though, like. If I could ask the question, what would a real identification be? Like, I had this time where my ex uh, lost all her identification. She had no birth certificate, no nothing. So she had to, like, bring her mom to get a birth certificate, and then all she could really get was a birth certificate. And so she brought her father down, and her father had to bring his information and swear in an affidavit that she was who she is so that they could give her a fictional identification called a driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, if you could, like, explain to me, because I, I, I'm kind of a little lost, like, where that line's drawn to. Yeah, well, I mean, the real ID these days have the yellow star on them, and I don't think that worked out so well for the last people that happened to. That's right. That's right. It has the yellow what? It has a yellow star on them to identify it as a real ID. It has Solomon's seal on it? No, it has a yellow star. I, I don't it's know. It's not six I, Yeah, I don't have one. Hey, JC, what did you say recently? Did you explain the word, what was it, the word identity or ident identify? Uh, we were talking in a private conversation about that, I remember. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll read the, I'll read the doc. I'll read that part of the document. Just give me a second. Because it's hilarious. So, uh, Someone who shall not be named uh, got charged with failure to identify, <laughs> and um, and so they they wrote and they said, uh, my understanding of identify to unite or combine in such a manner as to make one interest, purpose, or intention. I must be clear to you: I have no intention, desire, or will to have intercourse with unite or combine with you or any other state actor as to make interest, purpose, or any type of intention together. That, that was beautiful. That's awesome. <laughs> and well, it all got basically asking. Wait, 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 what was and what you're asking for Oh, it, it all got dropped. I mean, I actually saw somebody go into court. This was awesome. They went into court and they had, a, you know, they had a ticket <clears throat> and they go into court and they walk up to the prosecutor and they say, hey, you know, I have this ticket. I'd like to work it out with you before we have court. Um, that's kind of standard procedure. And the prosecutor's like, yeah, I'll get to you in a minute. And they go, well, who's going to testify against me? And they're like, well, obviously the officer. All right, well, how does the officer know me? What do you mean, how does the officer know you? They got your ID. No, I mean, does the officer know, like, my cousin, my uncle, my brother, are they my neighbor? How do they have <laughs> firsthand information that's not hearsay about who I am? What Get knowledge do they have about me? 
Yeah, yeah, because the license is just hearsay. You know, the identification card is just hearsay. But you know, this is important, probably, because in the we're talking, you're you're talking about the hypothetical, you know, court rule, or you know, in a court where a man stands, but the whole time there, there, the officer does testify in their, you know, their commercial court, you know, that that's the only one they're holding. You know what I mean? So that's why it happens. Well, see, again, they can only hold it with your consent. Okay. Like, like if you're not playing by the rules of law, if you're not going by due process, they're not going to tell you what due process is. They're not going to be like, hey, you got to actually have an accuser who has firsthand knowledge of the facts. It's just like that, um, that search warrant I was reading. You know, even though an officer went in to do the investigation, they still reported to a detective that went and placed his testimony of hearsay upon a record of court. There was no facts. There's not one fact upon that record of the court. It's just whoever that search warrant was written against didn't know how to challenge it properly. And I can guarantee you that almost all warrants, uh, search warrants are issued basically that exact same style. And this is why they don't issue bonds with search warrants anymore. And this is why if you require them to issue a bond to, um, you know, to execute a search warrant on your person or property, they're never going to, they're never going to sign a search warrant for you. Because back in the old day, it's like, all right, well, you're claiming that you're going to find, you know, three dead hookers and a pound of pot in my basement. So you my come property. in, you tear my house apart, and you don't find anything. Now I got $2 million. Judges were really, really weary about signing that bond, signing that search warrant. Because if they came up empty-handed, you could just go and execute the bond. And the state didn't like that much. Like if a, if a judge got so many bonds um, executed upon, then the state's going to be like, you're out of here. You're not making us money. This is a business. We're here to make money, not lose money. It's funny how you cross jurisdictions there. One was murder, and one was just having something <laughs> they didn't want you to have. Yeah, I'm just making some stuff up. <laughs> if I was a judge, I'd be like, dead hookers, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so this all, this all is... This all points, you know, the finger back at us, you know, like the, basically our 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 um, lacking in the use of knowledge. You know what I mean? Like just because I mean stuff's screwed up because we're not using our knowledge. We're not you you know, made ignoring knowledge. We're night. not we're not accessing we're not well, accessing I mean, it, and then obviously you know we're not putting it into action. You know, even if if it's out there, especially I mean if there's the knowledge is all out there and we're not putting it into action, then there's we might as well not even have the knowledge. Here's the thing is that most people don't even know. It's like the whole way the show started was because a reporter didn't know what a court of law was, along with a group of people out there protesting to get rid of a district attorney. They don't even know what a court of law is. How how are you going to exercise something? So so another maximum of law is he who does not exercise his rights has none. Okay, so if you don't exercise your rights, you don't have any. 
It's just like, uh, you know, actions speak louder than words. And you just said if you believe like, they can't like, take your property, you'll give it to them. That's right. And you will. Yeah. Like, if you believe that they have yeah, the power and the authority yeah. to take your property, then you, then you will give it to them, you know? But, like, Shaman can attest to that. He's seen it happen before. Well, that's just, you know, just because that's true, you shouldn't have to give it to them or not. What matters is what's right, you know. You you know, if you're a lawyer or, or a judge, they're, you know, they're probably not going to mess with you, but if they did, you would be able to, you know, avoid them. Who well, in history ever said that we're creating government to do the right thing? Because even the people who founded this government that we have said, hey, one day your government's going to be corrupt it's going to be corrupt beyond repair and if you guys don't wisen up and take the bull by the horns it's going to screw you over nobody in history ever said hey government's a great thing it's wonderful greatest greatest experiment yeah. on man ever yeah go government <laughs> i wanted to ask about what what uh if you guys because i you know i've called before and i mentioned roger sales but anybody else who does uh like the passport and has had experiences with that do you know do you guys familiar with i with that at all uh yeah i mean look i so identification i just kind of read that thing about identification so I actually gave somebody this advice just yesterday and you know it might come as a shock to some people but i said man as far as like going and getting a passport i mean unless you're completely morally against it i wouldn't try and fill it out any kind of strange way like they're way more likely to look at you if you do that i would just fill it out like a regular sheep and then if i ever got myself into a situation I would just understand how to handle it. Like that identification is not me. I don't wish to create joinder with it, you know? So there, there are different things that you can do. It's kind of like all that identification is, is hearsay. There's a hundred games that you can play with them in law. Hey, John, maybe, yeah. maybe like, um, like you want to create the fictional character in the best way you can, and then you play with it in the game as much as you want. But then when the game starts to be taxing upon you and you want to distance yourself, there needs to be a distinction there. Is 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 that what you're trying to say? Well, yeah. I mean, there's a whole lot of case law. So, like, if you go to the early 1900s, um, it, it wasn't necessarily a benefit to be a citizen, especially after 1913 with the income tax. Okay, but say you traveled internationally a lot. You went over to India and went to Europe and went to the Middle East. There was a huge benefit to being a United States citizen. So there's tons and tons of case law basically saying that you could be, because it's kind of like the ACA argument at the Supreme Court, right? Well, can anybody come into court and have standing and say that they're harmed, injured, or lost? because this statute's in effect. Well, no, okay, so the citizen's kind of the same thing. There's tons of case law where you could use your citizen person when it benefits you, and then you didn't have to use it when it doesn't benefit you. And Carl Lentz said something to me, um, well, not to me, but on uh, 
on a talk show or something that made a whole lot of sense. I actually think he might have said it when he was up in um, Johnson City, Tennessee, doing that presentation. But he was like talking about persons and he goes, how many persons do you have? Do you have a happy person? Do you have a sad person? Do you have a joyful person, you know, and are you wearing those persons all of the time or do you decide when you're acting as one of those persons and your legal persons Explain are no person different. In real way. Well, it's just Explain a mask. Etymology of person. It's but just why? a mask that an actor wears on a stage. But you know, the you're the one who was talking about the whole world's a stage, right? So, yeah, so and when you're on stage, you have to wear your persons. So yeah, per is a medium that something passes through, and sona is sound. So a medium that something passes through, and sona being sound, the amphitheater was built so that sound would amplify, and the masks were your persons. <clears throat> they were your personas because your voice would pass through them and amplify in the amphitheater like the gods. There's your persons. How many hats yeah, do you wear? Yeah, that voice. The voice comes. The voice comes through that mask, and it's like that little mouth that you see moving on the other side of the mask. So I see it. I know. I mean, it's the like sound you know, is coming through the mask. How many people have back. ever had a Costco membership? Tara. Sure. Yeah. I, okay, Tara. You got a little Costco <laughs> identity. Guilty. I sure do. When I'm okay, there, you got it's a little Costco person, person mm -hmm. right? Do you use that person all the time? Like when you're at, you know, Publix, do you give them your Costco person to to purchase some wine? Yeah, of course not. No, of course not. That sounds silly, Can right? Costco initiate a warrant to knock down your door because they don't like that you are growing garlic. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> yeah. It would be ridiculous. Yeah, because they have, I mean, they have the market on it. <laughs> they might knock down your door because you're not selling it to them at a pro rate. <laughs> yeah, I like when you guys do stuff like that, though, because like the happy person, mad person, sad person. I mean, or what you just did, you know, like the Kate, the yeah. So are you the Costco person somewhere else? Yeah. No, that's the simple stuff that I think is helpful sometimes for me, for a simpleton like me. Yeah, I mean, like, like yeah. the first time JD ever got in contact with me, it was over a corporate entity, and he had a very, very good understanding on who the executor person was, separate from the person that he uses at the bank, separate from the person he uses to drive a car. Like, he had a very, very superb understanding of how to move in and out of each person that he was utilizing. Yeah, and I think sometimes we're doing this stuff and you take mm. for granted that you do know how to do some of these things because you do them in your day to day. But then you start to ask questions about, well, how do I do that with somebody that's in a uniform and all of a sudden it's like, eh, I don't know. Well, see, and that's the it thing. Should be, it should yeah. be. But it, but it goes right back to the property, right? Like, if you believe they have the power to take the property from you, mm -hmm. then they will, right? So mm -hmm. it's like, it's like it, it's real easy to talk about this stuff here on the call, on the show, joke about it with your friends. But I'm going to tell you, if you go in front of 
any man or woman wearing a black robe, you know, that's an officer of the state, it's difficult. You know, you really got to know who you are. You really have to have faith in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, the last time I did it, I was like, it, I, I had failed a couple of times before because I was taking an action against somebody and they didn't wish for me to open up a common law court. And, um, you know, I took a couple of months as kind of a break and I just started talking about common law so much with everybody because I had this idea in my head that when the next time I'm going to go into court, I'm just going to talk to the judge like I would talk to Ben mm. at work, mm. you know, and I'm just going to explain it to him like I explained it to Ben because I had no problem explaining Ben a hundred different ways. So many different ways that Ben would be like, man, stop, just stop. <laughs> my head hurts. Leave me alone. <laughs> go, go bother Ross. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's really kind of the approach I took. Yep, I like it. But it was still, it was still uh, nerve-wracking when I actually had to walk into to the court and perform. And, and something's killing me, Sarah. Like, Sarah, did you ever get your truck back? You can raise your hand and talk, or you can just type in the chat. I was wondering that last week. Not she yet. Said, what happened? Oh, raise your hand. Can I can I unmute you? There, what happened? Well, I didn't get the notice no. the notification until this last week, I think my husband finally got it in the mail. So, like last Tuesday. So I gave them 10 days without my fee schedule to give me my truck back or 30 days to get in contact with me. I figured I'd be starting the court procedures by then. I'd get that done. Oh so. uh, no, you got you got to do the administrative process. Like you you got to give them every opportunity. And well, this you're is also going. This huh? is my second lawful notice to them. This is my second one. Well, it's not a lawful a notice. You should be sending them a bill, like a bill of particulars. Okay, this not a lawful notice. Uh, yeah, you're 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 entering into a commerce contract with them. Okay. You, you know, so you're not sending them a notice. Like this is something where Carl kind of messed everybody up. Everybody I know talks about. Uh, I send them a notice. I send them a notice. You know. The, notices are used very rarely and you're just notifying somebody of something so you know like i hope you're sending them notices that they have a bill that's due you know like here's a bill of particulars here's the night you took my truck and here's the time i had to spend with the cops and here's the time i spent trying to get it back from you and here's the time that you've had it so let's add all of this together and you owe me $91,256.24. Yeah. Mine was $36,870. So maybe like they're they're moving and they might have been in error, but their error costs you a certain amount. And that amount that you're giving them is the bill. 
Okay. I did that this time. I didn't the first time, but this time I have. And I guess it wasn't, I just plainly said, here's, here's my fee schedule. And you got 10 days, to give me my truck back or my fee schedule will kick in in that we have, we have, I can't remember how I said it. I did it really simple and short, but we have now contracted. Did you put a thank you and a smiley face? <laughs> no. And another thing that I would do just to stay in honor is I would tell them that if they give you back your your vehicle, like if they give you back your truck, your property, you know, immediately all will be forgiven. Yeah. In 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything's going to be forgiven if you give it back immediately. And even if they go over that, give them another chance. Like, hey, are you sure you wish to go this route? Okay. Uh, you know? Okay. Like, I'm looking, you know, I'm willing to overlook all of this other stuff because it's going to be a big hassle on me. It's going to be a big waste of my time. Just give me my truck back. That's all I really wish for, you know, and and that way you're remaining in honor if you do have to go and file something. Okay. All right. So I will. I don't know. It's called the good faith doctrine. Okay. And, and by them not responding or communicating or giving your property back, that's that's called the bad faith doctrine. Okay. Did you just make that up? No, I'm I'm dead serious. Go go down to Westlaw and you know punch in good faith doctrine and bad faith doctrine, and you will get a book of case law dealing with everything. But yeah, I mean, the very, very simple contract laws based on good faith and bad faith, right? Right. Uh, like if you're performing Man, a contract, a concept. then you're executing in good faith. You, nobody can sue you if you're not doing anything wrong because the wrongdoer always summons court. Okay. Does that make sense? getting this my brain is wrapping around it um since i have you on the line i have another question since you got a little bit of time yet um so my husband got a ticket for drive after um oh, what is it ipc you know a failure to or um what the hell is it called it's um being a public um, a nuisance, basically, is what it is. And he's got to go. To, he got so he was pulled over. He came out of the um, passenger side. The truck had had problems. He was waiting for the tow truck to come, and, it, and he didn't know any better. But he talked to the cop because the cop wanted to know what he was doing in the middle of the night. And so the cop said to him, "That was in May, and he got the ticket here like a month ago because of COVID or whatever." But now they want him to go down and book and release, give his fingerprints and stuff. And really, they had no right to even talk to him because he hadn't done anything wrong. But now they're trying well, to get him for. It was a consensual conversation. You know, if he if he chose to talk with the police officer, then I mean, in, in a lot of cases, I'll actually go and talk to cops, especially if I know that they're watching me. Um, it, Normally, when people call me up, like I had a buddy call me up one time and he was like, hey, you know, the DEA is right across the street in, in a van. What do I do? And I was like, walk up and knock on the doors. 
you know, say hello. They're like, are you for real? Okay, they didn't, they didn't open the doors, but we could tell people were inside. Then order them pizza. You know, there was one time I knew that the feds were watching a house that I was rolling up to, and I was rolling up at about three in the morning, and it was up in Tennessee, and I went and bought them donuts. <laughs> I mean, again, it goes back to the good faith doctrine. So um, what I would do, and I don't know, like, what, what was he charged with? Like a public nuisance? Driving after a cancellation, yes. Uh, who's the complainant? The, the cop is. No, no, who's the complainant? Oh, my, my husband. No, who's the complainant? I don't know. That's because there's not one. All right, see, here's one of the things, like, with the way that our government's structured, part of due process of law, and this goes back to the Magna Carta, but the government cannot be the accuser and the prosecutor, okay? So uh, for a cop to make a lawful arrest, somebody like a private member of the public has to go to the police and complain and say, you're a nuisance. And they have to okay. take that statement and go before the court and then they get a warrant issued. You see, because it's like it's like I talked about after um, you know, George Floyd happened. If George Floyd's family members can't go and swear out a warrant against those cops that killed George Floyd, then what business do those cops have swearing out warrants against anybody for any reason ever without a member of the public backing them up? Okay. You know, so like uh, I was actually talking with somebody um, just the other night about this. And uh, sorry for kind of teasing you about who the complainant is, but I find that's kind of the best way to teach people. But they were telling me, they were like, man, I can't get these charges discharged. They keep dismissing them. I can't get them discharged. And I'm like, dude, there's no charge to discharge. Like no member of the public went out and charged an action against you. There's only a complaint and they dismissed the complaint. Oh. All right. You see what I'm saying? So like, like for people who have, we'll just take Stan as an example, who has a hundred pounds of mushrooms, maybe, right? <laughs> he likes to talk about them a lot. Anyways, Stan gets his house raided and the cops right. charge him with manufacturing and intent to distribute and sure. stack a couple other charges on there just because it's fun. And then Stan goes into court and he says, well, where are the charges? And the judge keeps saying, well, you're charged with, you know, possession with intent to manufacture and distribute and this and that. And he goes, no, where's the charges? And the judge says it again. He goes, no, where's the charges? And the judge says it again. He goes, look, I'm not looking for the complaint. Like, I'm not looking for, you know, what somebody's complaining about. I'm asking where are the actual charges. I'm asking where's the actual man or woman on the other side formerly known as the accuser that came to you guys, the third party government interests, you know, and swore out a crime against me, you know, where's that charge? They don't have one. It doesn't exist. Okay. So it can't be discharged. Uh, they're, they're like, 
they're they're using the two different sides of the court the criminal side of the court and the and then the commercial side and then you know enforcing the commercial rules with the with the you know you know with you know with under the disguise of of yeah under the disguise of of law hey hey jd you're you're good for this what did you talk about under the disguise of acting like a court process (laughs) what about that what uh, um when they sent me that that uh that filing that looked like a court um um a court action yeah yeah what about it Uh, well i mean they they sent you something that looked like a court action right that kind of had you labeled right, right. as a plaintiff, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And totally. It, yeah. They were making it look like there was a, a court action, and they had it signed, and it just—I mean, it had the the state versus me on the on the front page on the left, and it had the middle lines down the middle, and I mean, it looked like a court action, and then it was signed by the silly, uh, the silly mm-hmm. um, clerk of their department, and I was like, well, wait, that that looks weird. And what did they do when you yeah, asked them if they were simulating a court procedure? Like if they were simulating yeah, are, are, court action, like it's not really yeah, a court you, action, it's are, just a simulation. Right, right. Yeah, I asked them if they were trying to make it look like a, 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 court, um, a court process. Yeah. Are you so-and-so and so-and-so or so-and-so trying to make this look like a court uh, action? I think it was. And uh, yeah, they just immediately wrote back very quickly and said, uh, "Don't worry about it." And can you can you sign this thing, which was basically like a, a contract saying that I wasn't gonna come after them for doing that because it was fraud. Yeah, because it's a felony in all fifty states and the federal union to simulate a court process and execute some sort of fake court process against an individual but you have to know what you're looking for to and and it's more than just knowing what you're looking for you have to be able to point out to them why it's fake you know and and kind of like with the yeah without accusing them of a crime without that's the without accusing them properly i mean you helped me with that i was like okay how do i do this how do i say it because I, th- I see a lot of people in the counterculture, you know, calling it out, but then they're like, you got to do this and you're, you know, threatening. You're them acting and, unconstitutionally. And their... I demand right, show me your oath people. and right, doing all that stuff. You have to uh, rebut yeah. their presumption to start with. You no, know. you don't. Like we, we talk about all the time. Look, you tell them what you are. You don't tell them what you're not. You know, you don't know what you're not. You just know what you are. Like, yeah, like, like I'm like a man. That's all I know. Like a, their first contact, like you couldn't even talk to an agent, though, because you're a man and they're an agent. See? No, but there has to be a man occupying the office of an agent. I mean, an agent can't talk to me. You're absolutely correct. See, and that's kind of the whole trick to the whole right. thing is that when when you step into the theater, right? Like like 
Stan was talking about. And you step into the theater and you're acting in the person. They have control of you because now you're the fiction. And you're playing the fiction that they wish for you to be. And they're the authority over that fiction. When you step into court as a man, you're, you're the only man, okay? Because everybody else is playing prosecutor or judge or, you know, police officer. You're the only one with a voice that can actually verify a fact upon the record of the court. And if you start to know the power of this, you will freak them out really, really quickly. They'll jump all over you, tell you how they're going to throw you in to jail for contempt, tell you shut up, don't speak anymore, because it's not just enough that you write it down on a piece of paper. You have to perform law. That's why only a man can do it or a woman can do it. It's because it has to be performed, just like, just like the actor, just like the theater, right? A you, command performance. Yeah. But is that is that like the rules in like a common law court, you know, uh, Article Three court, as opposed to the commercial court, where it just is doing something different? You know what I mean? Look, they can't hold you in a commercial court unless you agree. Okay, so like, it they can bring you in to a commercial court. They got something called service of summons. So if you ever signed up for a driver's license any time in your life, they can drag you into their commercial court, but that doesn't give them jurisdiction, okay? And as soon as you tell them, I am man, you're challenging their jurisdiction. You're not saying, hey, I'm challenging personum jurisdiction, but you're saying, hey, I'm man. We play by a different set of rules when a man comes into court or when a man comes to court than when a person comes to court. Okay, so I would just, uh, you, I mean, you said earlier, what, you know, how you felt about using the, the person for your benefit, you know, and, and a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs are going to, you know, with trusts and stuff are going to do right. good with that, right? Hey, wait, wait just a second, brother. Okay, so Nico182 says, have to know court procedure, I guess. And that's not it. It's, you know, it has nothing to do with procedure. It has to do with right. being able to communicate no. with somebody. It's like I was telling the individual I was watching the Supreme Court hearing with yesterday, I was telling them, look, back in the 1820s, when you go and read case law from 1800, 1820, do you think you see any attorneys in that case? Like you go out to the Supreme Court, do you think any attorneys are representing the individual? No. Okay. So how they proceed, you know, they, they, they have the civil rule of procedure. And that's just to distort what the real law is, because it's all backwards. Were the, the courts separate? You know, we have the no, 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 no. Just hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. Here's here's what happened back then. You would have a man, it, because women didn't have rights. So if a woman was in trouble, a man would go and uh, present the cause of the case. But a man would go in, and one man would logic would bring their logic to the court and then another man would bring their logic to the court and then it was the judiciary's job to basically be a third party impartial witness and say hey look this individual has better logic and here's why i believe that 
Here's why that's my opinion. And that's the way that real law is supposed to work, is that you go in with logic, they go in with logic, and then whoever has the best logic wins. There's no procedure to it. There's no procedure to it. Once you start throwing procedure in it, let me actually read something. And after I hey, read this, I'm, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I gotta look something up real quick. Okay. Um. So, would you say it's mostly the responsibility of the court to perform the action of making the court happen? And it's really the responsibility of the parties that come in to be honest. Yeah, I mean, in, like, in a common like law court, like McDonald's, all parties are under oath all the time. Right, and if like I go all to McDonald's, parties are held to the like, penalty of perjury all the time. I'm gonna say like I'm gonna give them five dollars, and they're gonna give me a Big Mac, and they can't give me a Big Mac that makes me sick, and I can't give them a counterfeit five dollar you know, Bill, kind of meeting of the minds we're agreeing. Yeah, but in that case, it sounds like you're agreeing on bad consideration from both sides. <laughs> <laughs> bad consideration equals bad consideration. Touche. So to kind of answer the whole procedural thing, all right, so th this, is, this is a for real document. In our society, we all grow up with the idea that rights are inherent and unalienable. This is why I believe this cause is incredibly simple, it, because recognizing that rights are inherent and unalienable, it should never be permitted for one man to take away another man's right to justice for not knowing the former man's procedures. Mm. See, you just gotta out logic them. You know what I mean? And it's not that hard to do because they all they do is double speak. Do you know what the Greek word for bad faith? Do you know what the Greek word for Jagan's is? The Greek word for Jesus. Jesus. Logo. Hell Zeus. Yeah, Logos, Logo, yep. Like all the Logic. corporations have. He was the other side of Sophia. Sophia was wisdom and Jesus was logic and they were part of the archons. Yeah, logic is, uh, logic should prevail. That's the light. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, do no harm is the whole of the law. It's not, that's not it. How can you do no harm? Don't you eat? And that's not doing harm. Yeah, it is. Well, uh, you don't like bacon? I like bacon. It's harm when you, it's harm when you die. Like, that, that's harm. It's harm when you're murdered. You know, but it's harm. It's harm when you die. Or is well, that I think one of the best you know, arguments. Like things, things need to eat. I think the problem is is how we treat the things that we eat. Uh, like well, we could the Jewish be, people would agree with you, and that's why they have kosher food. So would Islam. Halal. Well, there you go. Well, what was up, man? 
I thought I heard you start to say something. Yeah, well, I would just uh, say that, um, you know, you said uh, at the same time that your actions speak louder than words. And I think a big part of it is, um, Rama, I disagree with you about using your corporate person, you know, is just not participating as much as possible, you know, because that's really how you're going to prove it to, I mean, you're going to be hoping they don't just lock in prison forever. So you're going to prove it that you don't want to participate as much as possible. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you to some extent. It's like when I wrote to the attorney general, I didn't tell him I was keeping the driver's license for my benefit. I told him I was keeping it for his benefit so that every time I got pulled over, I wouldn't have to deal with, you know, a policy enforcer who doesn't understand law. You know, I told him I'd give him back his, his license anytime he wishes. All he's got to do is ask. It's not mine. You know? Um, so I just try a non-confrontational approach. And you can go ahead, like, you know, Shaman is very much on the just stay all the way outside of the system. And, you know, we have different views on that. And we have the right to have different views. That's kind of what makes the world beautiful is that we don't all think the same. You know, we're not all communistic and socialistic and uh, hive mind Borg. So, you know, I mean, you, you're talking about just staying completely out of their system and not participating and they still can't do any harm to you. Well, just look at Christ, right? You know, what, what did the people, no, who right. did the people yeah, no, call for yeah. when, when, um, when what's his name said he could release one of them go, right? Like Stan, who do the people call for? Did they call for Christ? Stan, you sleeping? It, it Sorry, was Barbara. Uh, well, what I miss? Who did the people call for when uh, what's his name said that he could let one of them go? Barbaras. Barabbas. Yeah, Barabbas. The people, the people Barabbas, called for all in Barabbas. One voice, all democratically. Uh, yeah, I mean, because we we do this to each other. It, it's not the system doing this to us. We are the system. Uh, I mean, I okay, just, the I, man. I, I, yeah, disagree. Disagree with that for sure. Uh, what do you mean you disagree with that? that there's Sorry. There's uh there's players with bad intentions that uh the hijacked you know the bar association and uh, today it's outrageous they're billionaires you know so no well hold on hold on the only reason they exist is because we have consent for them to exist. Well, yeah, a big I'm part of this is you know I, I keep playing. Yeah, it's it's the, it, it, it's the ideology, you know. Well, see here, you're saying that the Bar Association hijacked this, and it really goes right back to the property issue that was discussed earlier on in the show, and that is if you believe they have the power to take your property away from you, if you believe that the Bar Association has power over you, then they do. And I'm not going to disagree with you that they've all gotten filthy rich from, you know, their schemes and plots and ideas 
But that's only real guys involved, you know. I think that's it's important to remember people that people have agreed you know, to, serious to stuff. give them that wealth. You know, people have agreed. But I won't just say, but I couldn't just say, think about it. You can't say millions of people agree to get weapons tested on them. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I'm sure millions of people don't agree to that. But they have a leader that does it on their behalf. Just kind of like, you know, millions of people, hundreds of millions of people don't agree with what Congress does to them. And they still line up every two years to vote on it. Right. The Jones yeah, So it's just like the, the duty to be uh, more proactive, you know, I guess, right? Well, I mean, yeah, like we, we have a duty to to teach one another. You know, we have a duty to love one another. You know, we, we have a duty, like you said, not to participate, you know. And, and a lot of ways we, we don't participate. In a lot of ways, what this whole show is geared around is how to not participate in a peaceful manner, right? It's called peaceful noncompliance or lawful noncompliance. I don't agree with the words you say, but I'll fight to the death you're right to say it. Uh, there's also a lot, what is a good thing to remember, I know people want to talk about solutions a lot, is uh, our popular things, you know, especially going on, all the different protests, there's a lot of lawyers and stuff, and, you know, just, just working, like you said, there's a lot of, you know, like a thousand, uh, what's that one, the cut of a thousand knives or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, kind of thing. Death, death by a thousand cuts. Because a lot of people are doing their own thing, you know, trying to, you know, homeschooling, that's a big one, or, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, honestly, like, people are becoming more and more awake to it. You know, I mean, it's like, we look at the administrative state that we have today, and it's it's kind of insane, but the power of belief that people gave to the administrative state back in the 1980s was way stronger. The, the administrative state just didn't utilize it as much. But back in the 1980s, people were way more allowing for the government to just run right over everything. You know, just because is, it was is the it government. Me or, can I ask a question? Is it me or was like uh, Reagan a completely different president before he got shot. <laughs> was there a change of personality when he took a bullet to the head? I think there might have been. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'm getting pretty tired. I think I'm going to take a bullet to the head and go to sleep. <laughs> it's been a good show. I appreciate all everybody's time. It's 11-11. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> Two smiley faces. No, it's 11.40. Your computer is still messed up. Yeah, it's 11.40. <laughs> oh, 11.11. 11, 11, real time. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah. Sarah had a blonde moment. Sarah's like, it's 11.40. No, I'll tell you what. The Soviets in Chicago, which is like a couple miles north of me, declared that this was real time and so you comrades have to just deal with it <laughs> uh, 
All right, I had to get the blind woman in before the end. Of the yeah. Day. There you go. Nice. Well, thanks, guys. Nice ending. Good night. Thanks, yeah, hey, Jay, to hear that you're Bye. safe and you got a safe place to sleep tonight. Glad to see you out Appreciate on the show. It. Thank you. Yeah, the beginning of the show uh, started out with we were wondering if you were walking the yellow brick road. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we thought you might have got swept up to Oz. Yeah, right. No, that was just Dan. I was like, man, I got faith in my brother. <laughs> Off to the land of color. <laughs> So, well, thanks, everybody, for coming out, and we will be back out here um, next Wednesday. I don't know what date that is, probably the 18th. Uh, Sarah, I hope you kind of keep up with what's going on. So yep. uh, hopefully they uh, they kind of give you back your property quickly. Oh, and, uh, and Money Mike, I still don't have a microphone for you, so sorry I can't unmute you. And, and Mac, thanks for coming out. Sarah Falcon, we'll stand, obviously, 703. Uh, Oracle, Shaman, Rudy Stranger, Monarch, and then all the Adam, Adam uh, Traeger, Grace, all the uh, usual suspects. And hopefully we will see you all next week. Good night. You're here. Good night, everyone. Thanks. Thanks a lot. See you soon. Until next time. Yep. DJC. Yep. Good night. Bye, Tara.